Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks. Mr. Curiosity has arrived. Uh, Joe Snedeker here. And I got a special guest here. Now, he's not only uh, a guest. I don't know. Do you want to call us friends, colleagues, something? What are we? You know, it's a special bond that only you and I can understand. <laughs> okay, but, it's uh, Guy Palmer. We're talking about the car business, buying, selling, what you should know, what you shouldn't do, this whole chip thing, which I think is a scam, the overpriced cars. We have so much to discuss. I don't even know where to begin. Where would you like to begin? How about I the beginning? Be I want to begin with what you are, Guy Palmer. Well, you, guys you don't know, like the word. You don't like the word salesman. You got we, you know, like associate. What What do you do? You know, every every couple of years they come up with a new thing. Uh, you know, your 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 sales representative. You know, then you know because they didn't want you know like you know equal rights. You know, your uh, sales representative. You know, instead of a salesman. You know, salesman. You know, sales salesperson. Now, oh, I see. Representative. Yeah. Now, now, uh, product specialist. <laughs> Sales consultant. Uh, now, because I'm, you know, I'm in the twilight of my career. It's senior. You know, they put that senior. Yeah. You know, like, I, like I should have a little walker on my <laughs> business card. You know, senior sales rep. Well, I so, like the idea. How about senior product specialist? That sounds I, awesome. I actually, that's on. I think I had that on my email when, when I. Uh, Excellent. All right. So I want to give folks the background, which I really don't know, but I'm going to try. Okay. So you are Guy Palmer, and as far as I know, you have been selling vehicles for decades. Yes. 20 years. Stop uh, me. More, more. 25 years. A little bit more than that because I was at Scranton Dodge for about three, four years before I was at Bernie Honda. So I've been at Bernie Honda. It's 25 years. And I have the bell here because the, I, I am afraid. Here's what I want to do. My goal is to get the people out there to learn the trade secrets from an insider like you, but yet I fear because you are still employed as a salesman that you're not going to tell us your secrets because it'll inhibit what you do. No, I, I can let you know. I just, I, I don't, I'm not worried about getting fired or anything because I have diplomatic immunity. So I, I you know, <laughs> uh, you know, what well, was his I, name? The diplomatic immunity guy. What? Well, I'm from Die Hard. What was I'm his name? I could do. Uh, uh, well, that was what's his, the, the bad guy. You yeah, know, he had a great name. Bill Gibson and uh, Danny yeah, Bobby yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you can't touch me. I have diplomatic yeah, immunity. No, but you got and, diplomatic guys, immunity. You've uh, been revoked. You yeah, know. yeah. We yeah. got to get his name. All right. So I have a list. I don't do interview questions, but I do have a list of things that are on my mind that you can answer. Your expertise in the business. You've sold tens of thousands of cars. Yeah. You have been interacting you, with, you including my. <laughs> see, uh, we'll see, folks. Here, here, here's the problem. Forget, you know, like in a house. Here, here. Well, here's the problem. The, the people. All right, full transparency. I yeah. buy all my cars from you. Yeah. Because you're honest. You're funny. You don't take yourself seriously. You're very smart. You know what you're doing. Thank you. But so at the same time. Um, I always feel somewhere in the back of my head, he's still here to make money. Maybe he is taking advantage of me. No, that's well, you know, it, it, Why it's, is a, that it's, the perception? it's a business like just like you, your business, you know, you have to have viewership, you have to have good ratings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the whole thing, yeah, there's profit's not a dirty word. 
Oh, good, know. good, good. Profit is not a dirty word. No, you have to make sure you're not giving stuff away. No, we're we're selling a service. First of all, we have one of the best products on the planet. Honda's great. I mean, reliability, dependability, economy, uh, even many, the environment. It, so years. it's it's an easy sell, you know. Like a lot of people bust you. Oh, you're selling Hondas. What, what color do you want? You know, it's that. No, it's not that easy. As it's if really, they sell themselves, right? They, they practically do sell themselves. Brand loyalty, they're up there. They're number one. You know, like everybody has, you know, whatever your clothes, your mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. perfume, cologne, whatever. You know, you have a brand loyal. You know, whatever you like, people are brand loyal, and that that's and also because I've been there so long, the longevity. I have a great client base and the repeat business is phenomenal. You know, it's just, you know, you come in, okay, let's do it again. You know, whether you're buying one, you're leasing one, your kids want one, your grandkids want one, you know, it's, it's great. It's, it's very fortunate. It's a very special place there. Uh, we have. Gotcha. Uh, so the, the Honda sell, they do, they sell themselves with. You great- sell the Hondas, but let's, yeah. let's back up. So okay, sure. let's go back to I don't know twenty something year old you. Okay. How do you how do you how do you do you remember that first day at work when you're like uh oh uh oh. Well, this is a funny uh, thing. I worked I worked at a garage. I worked at a Firestone. Okay, I worked there for a couple of years, and I was a service writer, like Egon, like you know our guys. What does that mean? And a service writer is when you come in to get your car serviced. Okay, you walk in a door to a, a garage. And I need hey, an oil change. I need, Stegger, yeah, you, need yeah. you know, your Miata, you need new tires. Okay. So we're going to give you, you know, Kumos or something, you know, we're going to put some tires on, <laughs> right? You know, give me an inspection and, you know, and I worked there for a few years and I was a service rider. And the thing I got out of that is, and I always liked cars. I uh, owned a lot, you know, it was a hobby to me. I work on cars. You're a car sort of, guy. Yes. I'm a car guy for sure. Car shows had antique cars and, you know, special um, people would come in and you're not really happy going to garage. It's like, Oh God, you know what now? You know, yeah, it's like going to the dentist. It's like going, going yeah. to your colonoscopy. It's something you don't want to do. You go in and you're going to get, you know, okay, here you go. You need inspection. You need uh, an exhaust. Just, okay. It's 800 bucks. And I would get, Oh, forget that. I'm going to, I'm going to just trade in my car, you know, and get a new one. Right. So after I heard that for about two, three, you know, just getting beat up, like, you know, people like could just, disgusted you know nobody's happy in it you know a couple people like oh my cars you know they love their car they got a name for their car you know betsy they've had for a long time snoopy whatever you know but on the whole a lot of people are just you know they're dumping so much money it's a money pit so i kept hearing they're going to get a new trade in a new one so i started i started dodge i'm up with the pompeys of a scranton dodge and first couple days i'm you know fresh out of the box and you know so I'm looking at their trade and they're looking at a new neon or something lovely like that, you know, and, and, and they go, you know, I'm presenting the numbers. Okay. With, you know, two grand down and your car's worth, you know, 2000, your payment's going to be like, you know, 289 a month. Oh, forget that. I'll just keep the car and dump a couple hundred bucks. in. it was like the switch. <laughs> you know? So I'm thinking, well, oh, but no, when you, when you're buying a car, you're, you're all pumped. You're looking for something new. You know, that new car smell, you know, old Betsy, you know, is on the last like the air, you know, this time you're the AC's dead. That's the biggest one they right. want to get rid of the car, you know. So that's how you got started uh, yes. from service and, and then to the sales. And Dodge, is this the 80s now or 
No, 90s, or like mid, early mid-90s. Because early the, 90, the 90s Dodges still had that reputation, you know? I mean, you, you had to work hard to sell those vehicles, they, correct? They, well, what started, yeah. Oh, yeah, you had to, you had to tap dance, yeah. You had, but we had a very good team. We have some, there's my, my twin, Frank Ross, was working there at the time. <laughs> so, you know, oh, yeah, I could win the Frank. So many people, that's a whole story. That's a whole uh, segment we could do. Legendary local car guy, Frank Ross, right? Yeah. People feel good motors. He people come up to me. I'm at Wegmans. Hey, Frank, how are you? How's business? You know, like, <laughs> and, and Lori, I'm with 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 Lori with my girl. And she's and I didn't correct them. I go, oh, it's it's doing good, right? And she's like, you know, you didn't correct them. I'm like, oh, I'll never see them again, right? You go up to Wegmans like next week. Hey, Frank, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I can't talk. And, you know, I'm like, it was the same people they thought. I'm like, yeah. Well, hey, he's a legend and you're a legend. So, yeah, yes. But we, we had a, we had a, you know, a good team over there in the 90s that the Ram just came out when they did that redesign. It looked like a, you know, they made it look like a, a Peterbilt, a, a, a Mack truck. A, you know, they redid that. The Intrepid was hot. The Neon came out, you know, say hi to Neon, you know, look like. You yeah, know, the little hello. I yeah, remember. Yeah, all the, the Caravan. I call, they invented the caravan. So in the caravans and the grand invented caravan, the minivan right there. Yeah, the minivan there. was right. So what's it, you know, it was, it was a good time. The, the Viper, you know. All right. So you were selling some pretty cool cars in the nineties. Yeah, at but. the time, but they were, but they were Dodge, but they weren't a Honda. And I hate yeah. the, you know, I, I, I always liked foreign cars, better than American cars. I got bit years ago. I bought as a kid, I had a couple of American cars and they were like a big lighter. They're disposable, throw away the rest of you know, so I went to, I went to Volkswagen first, which is a cheap Mercedes. You know, I, I like them; they're good. But you know, anything breaks on a Mercedes, you know, anything breaks on a German car, it's like very expensive to fix. So then I went to Subaru. I was a Subaru guy, loved Subarus, but they still have an issue that they had back in the seventies. They had that horizontal engine and and. and uh, what what that does is they have head gasket issues. And I can't believe that for the last 50 years that Subaru still has a head gasket issue in a lot of the Subarus. So I'm like, oh, you know, because I get why well, I had a couple of Subarus and they, I needed a head gasket. This was going on. I was just like amazed, you know. So I'm like, OK. And I got it by accident. Literally, I had an accident with the Subaru. So I, I bought a Honda Accord. And it was like a, a what year are we in now? What year? Well, it was the early 80s, early okay. 80s. And it was a used one. It was a 77 hatch, 78 hatchback, had a manual choke. It was a five speed. Phenomenal, phenomenal car. I loved it. I'm thinking, you know, I'm a Honda guy. I was bit by the bug in the early 80s. Had Honda said there's two in the garage right now. I always had a Honda since the early 80s. I love it. And I have a similar uh, story of just falling in love with Hondas and I've been buying Hondas and Acuras ever since too myself. So now I want to jump to, here's I think where a lot of folks want to begin and they can get knowledge from you, whether they're buying, selling. All right. So the whole dealer invoice MSRP. Oh, goodness. I mean, let's say- Something I dislike. Well, that's what I mean. Is that even real? Let's say Honda, yes. Honda makes a new Accord and they say the MSRP and the EX is, I don't know, $32,500. Okay. Is that what then dealers are suggested to sell it for? Is that what they, I don't know how it works. Help me. 
What is an MSRP? What is an invoice? First of all, first of all, uh, there's a couple of things, but it's the only industry, the only business that they have a suggested price on something. A manufacturer says suggested retail price. You can't, and there's an invoice. You can't do that with this computer, Ryan. You can't do it with your phone. You can't do it. This phone is probably made, you know, somewhere, you know, China for like 50 cents. You know, here it's a thousand dollars. But there's no, you can't get this friend voice. You can't get that laptop friend voice. You can't get a free fridge. You can't get it. Well, that's what I'm saying. If I go buy a loaf of bread, it doesn't have MSRP on it. And then $2. And then I, oh, can I have it for a buck 50? Why does this exist? It's. It's an, I don't have a, any, it's an antiquated system that they should get rid of. And he tried to, in the late eighties, early nineties, when Saturn came out, when Saturn, first I do came remember out, that. Yeah. They had, it was just, the price was the price. It lasted for a year. It was a huge, <laughs> it was a huge people coming, you know, but here we go. Now we'll go to the internet and, and the MSRP, people don't pay attention to the MSRP. And this was pre COVID. And that's a whole other subject we'll get into in a minute. But pre-COVID, the internet, okay? People go online, they look, they see the invoice. You know, they want to pay invoice for the car. But again, that goes back to that. It's not a dirty word, profit. We get paid. Yeah, but is invoice really what the dealer is paying for a vehicle? Yeah. That yes. really is. So yes. if you, yeah, so invoices, let's say, you know, let's say invoice on a car is 23 grand, you know, instead of 24 or whatever. The markup is very marginal anymore. It used to be it used to be a lot bigger markup, like let's say two grand, and then went down to like a grand. It's like on I think on like a Honda HRV, I think the markup is like six hundred and fifty dollars. It's like, I can't I find that hard to believe. It is it's ridiculous. But there's, you know, of course, there's there's some, you know, whatever, there's dealer incentives or whatever. But the whole the whole the whole problem is you got to buy the franchise. You got to keep it up. You know, there's always maintenance. You know, there's always, you know, imaging and all these different things. You have to have a floor plan. Okay, so if we have a couple hundred cars, you know, in inventory, we got to get a loan. You know, we have to get a, you know, what, like a million dollar to, you know, a couple million dollar floor plan where we, you know, have to pay interest on those cars that sit. I understand because that. The fees to run a dealership have got to be out of this world. But you already enlightened me with this. So the invoice that you see on the internet periodic, it used to be you look it up in a magazine and see what that invoice is. Right. Now you can look it up on the internet, but that's realistic. That's in many ways what the yeah. dealer is paying for that vehicle. Yeah. Yes. But then, but then there's a lot of things baked in. Well, first of all, first of all, they get a shipping. Okay. When I started at Honda, I think the most expensive Honda was 20 grand and it was like a V6 Accord or it was a Honda Passport, the old ones that were the, you know, we yeah, had yeah. joint venture with Zuzu, the rodeo. And that was the most 20 grand. Now we're over 50. Right. You know, Hondas are over 50. You know, so, you know, just 25 years, you know, things have gone up. Destination was only like a couple of hundred bucks. Now it's, it's like 1095, I think for cars, it's like 1245 for SUVs. It's like, yeah. Just that's the, the shipping. Well, well, why is the shipping up? Well, this look, you know, every time you go to gas, you know, you got to put these uh, things on the a boat drivers. and send them over the Pacific Ocean. The, that, yeah, the love the, the, yeah, getting stuck in the ports, everything, you know. But a lot of them are made. That's why we did manufacture a lot, whether it's Alabama, 
Marysville, well, they're still Ohio. coming out of big truck and they're, you know, got or, or on rail or on the, on rail, you know, right. you know, you got to pay diesel and diesel's even more than regular gas. So again, all these costs go up. Yeah, all right. So really I come huge. to you. I want to buy a new Accord. I look at the invoice. You give me that look. You give me that look like, oh, this guy, he's going to be a pain in the arse. Look at, he's got the invoice. He comes in with a notepad of numbers. Do you hate that? No, you know, uh, yes and no, as my voice goes higher, you know, but um, <laughs> no, not at all. I love it. Um, <laughs> because the consumer is prepared. The consumer did research. Half the battle's over. He knows what he wants. Okay. He came in the door. He wants a Honda Accord. Well, you know, I'm shopping a, you know, a Hyundai or, you know, okay, great. The guy knows what he wants. He did all this research. It's great. But then you have to, again, you have to educate them. You have to, you know, hey, destination, couple things, you know, it's like fair market value. But what happened was COVID. When COVID hit, we closed for two months. I'd like to stop you right there because I, and then we'll move on. But I know what you mean because pre-COVID, the 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 norm was no one pays retail for a vehicle. You pay five, 10% of the suggested price. Everyone, of course, then if there's a $30,000 car, MSRP, you don't pay that. That's only for suckers. You bargain lower than that. Now, right. post-COVID, you can't even get it for well, this, retail this is- price. So, so, okay. So the average before, before COVID, let's say, and, and again, all the, it depends. And it, it, like an average, the average probably, let's say it was like 800 over invoice. Okay. They weren't paying MSRP. They're paying about 800 over invoice. Right. Which it's, it's, that's a fair market price. COVID happened. Everything went kind of crazy and still is. We were closed for two months. When we closed, we had like 700 cars in our inventory. We opened up in May and we opened up almost, almost like we had shifts. I think I worked three days a week and we took shifts. So we didn't get everybody else sick. And you only came, you didn't even, you didn't demo the car. You didn't, the only time you came in was to sign the paperwork. That was it. We did everything over the phone, not, not a lot of internet too, but uh, over the phone, you know, uh, customers reaching out to me, Hey guy, my lease is up. Hey guy, you know, it's, you know, I need a new one. You know, my car broke down. I had hit a deer or whatever. And but here's it was, the thing, it worked, right? It worked. It, it, it worked. It worked. And, and the, we went from in May, we had about 725 cars in our inventory by August of 2020, we were down to 25 cars. Five vehicles. It's hard to believe. So, so now so, supply is low. Demand is so high. Supply was low. Demand was high. So, and, and what, pro, what the other problem was all these factories closed. So of course, Honda ramped up and we had another, it, it's a roll. it's been a roller coaster. So we got the cars back and our supply was good, but the demand was still like crazy. It was roaring gangbusters. And then everything hit with the, the chips, the supply. And it's not just the chips, Joe, it's the paint, it's tires. Uh, you know, and again, you can go on the other, you know, how they close the ports. You know, they closed the factories, uh, the rail system, everything was closed down. Then a lot of people quit or retired. They took early retirement. All the truck tires retired. You know, we'll look at like airline pilots. They want to, I think, mandatory age is 65 for a commercial pilot. They want to switch it to 67 because nobody went to school to be a pilot. Nobody went to school to be a technician, a mechanic. Nobody went, you know, schools were closed. You know what? They're going to virtually online. 
you can't really, uh, how am I going to learn how to change a tire, you know, on the internet, you know? No, I got you. So I guess what, what you're saying now is though, so if I follow you now, and you probably have never seen this in your whole career, that right. people are just desperate for vehicles and you probably see them paying you even, I bet you roll your eyes. Like, I can't believe they're going to pay that much for something when just years ago, no one would, but now the demand is so high and the supply is still low. You see people doing nutty things, correct? True. 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 <laughs> I'll, give, true. I'll give you all. Well, it's not, you know, a lot of people, well, you know, they come in every day, you know, Oh, it's not a good time to buy a car. I'm like, that's not, you know, I don't want to really say that because it's not really true. I mean, it's not a good time to go to the gas station. It's not a good time to go to the grocery store. But, you know, you still need to eat and get gas. You still need a car. No, but it uh, used look to look at, that, like, look at the housing market. Look at that. I, mean, I know everything. But it used to seem like if I was going to buy a car, in a way, I'm doing you a favor and you're so appreciative of my business. And now it seems like car and salesmen and car dealers are like, we're doing you a favor by we're going to sell you a car and you pay us what we no. want. No, that's that, the vibe now. I that's and I feel that's not true. No, because I'm always there to help. You know, I am. I'm not saying and, and, and that. I'm not saying but, that. But but no, the vibe. It's not. I, that's not really a fair thing to say. The, the problem is on our end is, and I have it every day, and not just you know just customers, but like you know good friends too. You know, family. You know, you feel you know you feel bad because I have people waiting for their cars. That's the, the, what I mean. Today, present day. Present day. You come in, hi guy. I want to get a new Honda Passport Trail Sport. Oh, great, Joe. Um, look at your car. Now, again, yes, you're going to pay more for a new car, but your trade is worth more than it's true. Yeah, right. Right. So that's going to offset it. So a lot of people, again, you know, it's the ones like that wrecked their car, but they're going to get insurance money, you know, or or you know, I feel bad for the kids, kids that need a you know car to go to work and school, you know, uh, oh. You know, somebody on a uh, they get junkers now, right? You they, to get a car. But the junker that was like five grand or ten grand is now. I know. Right? I say, well, we don't sell. You know, we we uh, we we don't. We keep good cars. They have to go through the shop. They have to be inspected. They have to be safe. Anything bad, we just ship. We get rid of. But those cheaper cars, those less expensive cars, that were ten grand are now twenty grand. I know it's unbelievable. So how right. how can how can some kid? You know, so okay, wow, now they're working at Dunkin' Donuts again, twenty dollars an hour instead of like eight or ten. Guess what? It's they're and so the inflation killed whatever money they, they're gonna make now. So it's it's tough, but we're still it's it's a trying time because you gotta make everybody happy and it's a juggling act. I mean, people you just gotta be patient and we'll we'll get you the car. But gone are the days where you just would walk in the line and say, I'll take that one. You know, I'll take that one. And here's what I'm going to offer. And you better, you know, you, you better appreciate my offer because I'll go somewhere else. It's not right. like. Yeah. And there's no. Every breathing, by the way, it's my dog, not me. Is, is that what that was? <laughs> does, does Jed have asthma? Or, you know, you get to the vet. I got to go down my list here. All right. So I, I, I show up to you. I see a vehicle I want. Here's what always bothered me. And I'm not talking about with you, but in general, here, here's the here's the layout. Here's what happens. You're picking on me. No, I'm not. Okay. You talk to the sales guy. You say, okay, I'll take this price. And then here's what you guys always do. Do the old, I'll go talk to my manager. Then you go in some dark, secluded room, and then you come out five minutes later. I mean, is that what's really going on there? We go in there, and I usually get a cheeseburger. <laughs> I get something to eat. 
Sometimes I go to the bathroom. You know, you know what I mean? Um, that's universal. I mean, I'll read the paper. Really no, no sometimes I do. But no, no. Here's what here's what really goes on. All right. So, and especially more now than ever because profits and everything. And all right. Think, hey, just because you know we're asking, it's there's a lot of going on and everything went up. But we go in there. We get to a point, and okay, so we negotiating pricing, and then you come in with some ridiculous offer. No, you come in with some offer and. <laughs> You know, and it, no, it's not. You come in with an offer, and it's at the point where I can only go so low, or I'm at like, you know, hey, this guy is, you know. But that's the point I want to know right now. Who is there? They they give the sales rep a certain pay, amount, and then he has to go above. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know, no. <laughs> like I said, okay. Like I'm going to go back to like the HRV. There's only like a six hundred fifty dollar markup on a car. Okay. Right. You know, let's say they have a trade and we look to do a trade. Usually, it's and again, it's a couple of things. You look. Okay, is it the payment? Is it the trade? Is it the price? So that you know, there's a couple of different. You know, what are people worried? Oh, yeah, I want to keep my payment two hundred hours a month. Well, that's long gone. You know what? It, you know, <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you know, just you know, you get cash, you get cash buyers, you get lease buyers, and you get finance buyers. But we. Yeah, I'm gonna say there is a cap where we can only, and, and it's not like a magic number. It's like every car is different. Like obviously the markup on a, a Cadillac is more than on a Kia or on a, you know. So again, we get to a point where we have to get a manager involved. Oh, so you really do in that back room? There's something happening. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah the sales manager, and again we have we have a great place here. It's family owned for you know since I don't know forever. Um, you know, the Bernie family has been around, I think in the car business is like 1929. All right. Um, well, then do, give me, and we have a dynamic, we, we have a great, we have the sales manager, Sean McGuire, and we have Sean Munt, the finance, uh, manager, he, one of the managers there. He's, that's a dynamic duel, Sean McGuire and Sean Munt. So you, you go and you see them or you see Dave Conway, you know, he's, he's the used car, uh, manager and, well, and I, you, you, you present the numbers and it's not like. Look at right now. We've all I discuss mean, things. Right, right now, right now we're kind of right now. The price is the price because of the shortage. You go in there, and the price of the car is the price of the car. And there's a market adjustment on the car. You know, sometimes it's, you know, it's a couple thousand over MSRP. But like I said, it's because of you're going to get more money for your trade, so that's going to offset that. So we we might get a, you know, we get some type of offer. Some people are just fine with it. But sometimes they can't. We get some like offer that you know we can't ridiculous. Say, okay, do it because that's past. That's past me. You know, like All I right. just say, you know, I know he's that old. You know, it's past my pay grade. No, is that stupid? There's a point where okay, can we do this deal? You know, can we do a little bit more? Let's say you're trade. You're stuck on a trade. You're meowed. We're only giving you five grand for it because you, you know, it's all banged up or whatever. And okay, well, you really wanted seven. Well. And I go, well, let me talk to my manager, see if there's anything we can do. And maybe they'll call another. We have, not only do we, we have a group of wholesalers like that. We'll look at, we'll make us an offer on your car. Okay, like good. We're, so we're, we're going to give you, we're going to give you, let's say five grand for your car, but we'll make a couple phone calls and we'll call one of the little guys and, you know, Hey, you know what? Hey, we got a Miata over here. You know, some of you might be interested to stick. It's in good shape. It's got, you know, under a hundred thousand, whatever. Okay, yeah, and we might get some more money for your trade, and, and and either I'll come back out or the sales manager come back and say, Joe, great news, we can get you, we can get you six grand for your Miata. Okay, let's do it. You know, let's wrap it up. 
Oh, good. So I get it. It's a good example. See, you're making connections. You're seeing what, if my offer is going to be realistic and you're adjusting. I love it. So things really do happen in that back room. Yeah. It's not, we're just going back there and like hiding, you know, you know, whatever, (laughs) you know, let me, let me make it look like I'm really working here. Give me a couple minutes. No, it's, we got, we have to check things because again, there's a lot of other things. I'm not getting into, you know, all our trade secrets, but uh, there's. Oh, oh, come on. This is what I want. I got a trade secret. I'm going to admit to you. Right. Tell me if this so is we, realistic. There's stuff. Let's say on a new cart. there's stuff on. I, you know, you got to check because you don't, you don't know everything. And there might be, um, let's say on a new car, there might be a, a, a program, a rebate, like a loyalty. Okay. Honda, or you're trading your Odyssey and you're getting a new one. Oh, there's, there's lease loyalty on there. Okay. So you can get that. And I can and I can get to where you want to be. There may be something. They might have just come out with a new program. Uh, financing. Financing is big right now. You know that. Gotcha. Uh, Which know. is my next question. I want to get to. We have to. We have to keep moving along here. So right, keep moving. On. Sorry. I, I, so, yeah. No, yeah. So so here's another thing. I think a lot of people do incorrectly. Let's say thirty thousand dollars for the car. Right there it is. And four um, percent financing. Okay. And I say, come on, man. Could you? You know, how about? How about you give me that car for uh, twenty nine thousand? And you say, okay, okay, I'm going to do that twenty nine thousand. And then a lot of times you guys will go sneak in the back, and you have an affiliation with a bank. And now the financing is four point five percent. I'm paying the same amount. It just no, had a little bit more. That's I mean, that's, you, you, you're moving you the numbers on the financing, but you're making someone feel good by saying it's a thousand dollars less when it's really not because the financing is a little bit more. Correct? No, I'm not saying it's a sneaky trick. I'm saying that's no, but it's the, not. That's not, it's not true. That's, that's the public's perception. Your credit, we can't do anything. Again, there's so many uh, government regulations and, and we have to, you know, no credit app refused. Yeah, that's true because, you know, it, it could be discrimination. We take your credit information. Credit score. Right. Okay. And I don't say that's where we get our finance directors and they get it. We take all your information, give it to them. They submit to the bank or we, we work with Honda and we work with local banks too. And then your rate is based off your credit. So it's not like we're going to bump up, we're going to bump up the rate because we want to make it's it's based off your credit. But a lot of time, but here's what you I'm I think you're taking this personally. I'm not saying Honda's doing this. I'm saying in the industry. Oh, I, I, I'm taking it personal. I'm, and I don't want you to take it. I'm just saying in the industry, you could give someone a low cost and say, oh, your car is only twenty five thousand, but their interest rate is so high, it's back up to the original number anyway, because they do dealings with some bank that gives them a cut. That does happen, right? Maybe no. not at your place, but at no, other places. I mean, no, no, no. They don't. They can't do that because there's laws in place. There's regulations. No, they can't. They can't do that. I thought a dealership could have a partnership with a bank, and then they take no. a small percentage of the interest. No, no, not at all. We now again. Like we're signed up with Honda, we're signed up like let's say a local bank. You know, we don't want to say you know just whatever uh, the, the Acme, the Acme Bank Company, right? The Acme Bank Company. And, you have a deal for every for every contract we have, we get right. like again, it's nominal. I think it's something like, a, and again, it could be. I want to give you misinformation. One like percent, a, half a percent. No, not even. It's like a hundred bucks. It's something like <laughs> okay. it's really it's it's minuscule. No, it's based off your credit, whatever. And that's another. That's a big obstacle because. You get people every day and, you know, they went through a divorce. Oh, they don't tell oh, you yeah, bankruptcy or, oh, yeah, I gave that car back. Well, that's a, re- you know, that's a repossession, sir. You know, like, you know, you know, that's like the kiss of death. You know, if you have a, a repo, you know. Gotcha. 
yeah, it's all right. So you disqualified me on that one. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen. That was just that's why we're here to public, learn. We're here to learn, uh, my friend. Public perception, which is all right. My next question is: I got a car. Let's say I want to get rid of this thing. It's seven years old. It's got a hundred thousand miles on it. Do you advise the average person for uh, sell it, put it on Facebook, put it in your yard? You're going to make a little bit more, or should I come to you guys and uh, trade it in? What do you think, honestly? Of course, of course. Bring it to us. No, you, I mean, you're, I'm, I'm you, gonna make... you're going to do. You're going to deal with the same thing I am. Okay. All right. Here, here's here's a hundred bucks now. I'll give you a hundred a week for the next ten weeks. You know. <laughs> no, you put oh, it. I, I can wait for my, I can wait for my income tax return. I'm going to do. No, here's another. Here, I'll give you. Here's a great reason why. Your Facebook Marketplace, you know, the Craigslist killer, all this stuff. Let's say you sell that guy a lemon. Let's say the transmission blows up. He knows where you live. He's going to go back and throw rocks at your house. No, <laughs> bad idea. Give it to the professional. Stay out of sales. Stick with weather, Joe. No, you're no. I'm, these are hypotheticals. You give me, I, give me some, give me some rapid fire ones. I, I got. No, you're taking these all too ser- ter- personally. No, you don't I'm want not, someone to you, trade in their vehicle on their own. You really don't. You sell it outright. I mean, you'll make more money. That's wrong too. You get a tax break. Okay, if you trade in a car, okay, let's say whatever it's a ten grand car. Uh, you know, it's whatever. What's it? Six hundred bucks. So for you to trade in that car. It's 10 grand off the difference. You buy a new car for 30 grand. You buy, let's say a new car, it's 30 grand. There you go. Trade in your car, it's 10 grand. You're taxed on a difference, not the full amount. You're not taxed on 30 grand. You're taxed on 20 grand. You save $600. So it's really, in theory, it's like you're getting 10, six for your car. Okay. So for you to break even, you know, for you to go down, you know, and stand in line at Northeast Tag and Title or AAA for an hour and be tortured. (laughs) Again, come and see the professional. Because you have to at least sell it for like 11 and a half or 12 to at least get a little money to make it worth your while. And then, yeah. And then all the difference of the aggravation of dealing with people are knocking on your door. They're calling you up. You know, calling you at 11 and a half. Hey, Joe, is that Miata still there? (laughs) What color is it? Did that dog uh, puke? You know, like, you know, you know, did that, was your dog ever sick in the car? You know, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's a lot of headaches to go with that. Speaking of, when you get trades, do you see a lot of weird stuff in these vehicles or no? Underwear. No, I'm being serious. Like, if yeah. You- oh, yeah. No, I, articles of clothing. Gun. Am I? Gun. Gun. <laughs> the call. Gun. Pot. Pot. I, I, I had to test it myself and, you know, it, it was pot. But you have to call the authorities when you find guns and in, in No, no. We call the customer first, you know, and like, you know. You know, a knife with blood on it. Yes, then we call an authority. But no, like the guy had the guy was a he was a law enforcement, and he oh, okay. how do you he had him locked in the the, in the glove box, and we you know and, and you know there's a Glock, you know, like so we called the guy. Hey, did you did you? Oh, I was looking for that. You know, like, <laughs> you know I miss you know I was doing the mockery. You know, like where's the where's my Glock? And, but no, people people forget. You know, the biggest the normal things they forget garage door openers. They forget um. Easy passes, uh, things like that. Um, do, do most jumper cables? I have a I have a collection of jumper cables. You know, like I don't know, they forget stuff like umbrellas. But yeah. yeah, people leave a lot of but clothes. Yeah, we've had crazy stuff. Yeah, I there was underwear in a couple of cars. Uh, yeah, crazy. I'm like, lot one one. This is about in the Dodge days. I traded like a Ford Taurus, and they were like at a you know they lived like at a big bass lake or the high some some resort community. And with those communities, you have to go to the dumpster. You know, you put the trash in the car and you go to the dumpster. And yeah. Like, 
the guy left all his garbage in the car. Like there were bags of garbage <laughs> left in the car. Like, thanks. Thanks for, you know, thanks for nothing. You know, like, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot to go. I was going to go to the dumpster today, but, you know. I, am I, you know. In, so on the similar subject, am I a typical guy or atypical? I, I'm very, oh, anal. I, no, I, no, in terms of, no, in terms of, I want to clean the whole car before I trade it. And do most people do that or no? Because I want it to be. No, but that's, a, again, that's a great, I'm glad you touched on that. That's a huge point. Uh, t- tips for the consumer. If you want to get more money for your car. Clean it. Clean it. Clean it. Even get a, even get a detail. Pay pay the hunter to go down to the car washes. Clean the car. A clean car gets more money. Even from a trained professional who is, who is, who is, who is, appraising the car they know a clean car from a dirty car even they could be tricked by a clean car you can see scratches you know people come in look, they try to you know again we have these little meters we could tell if the car has been in you know it's not just carfax because you know there's things you know it, you know if they fixed it on their own or they got somebody their uncle to fix it in the garage it's not going to show up on the carfax very they'll good to, very good don't come in at night in winter time when it's raining or snowing so you can't really look at the car <laughs> You know, they'll, they'll like try it, you know, the car, you know, it's painted with a roller, you know, like, wait a minute. I, <laughs> you know, they'll try to like put those little things over your, pull the wool over your eyes. You know, I like that one. I try, I get my appraise on my car on a cloudy, rainy day at night. So you can't tell that's good. I'm going to use, yeah. I never thought of that one. Well, that's, uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> the, the, the public is, is well-educated, but, but we have a little, you know, but again, you like a clean car, you can see the scratches, the nicks, the, the, the dings, the, the, you know, the chip in the windshield. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things there. All right. Um, so don't sell it on your own. Do no. clean it up. Clean it up. We're yeah. going down the list and uh, check the Carfax when you were going to buy a car used. Um, yeah. But a lot yeah. of times you're right. I had di- I had damage on my car. And if it's under a thousand, I'm not going to turn it into the insurance. I'm going to do it myself. Then it never goes through the Carfax. Right. You know what I mean, you can have your buddy touch up the paint or pull out the fender, and right. then Carfax knows nothing about it. So a lot of times you have to watch for that. Right. All right. I'm wondering this with dealers. Is this true that you guys make a lot of your money on the accessories you get? Like if I if I just buy, you know, let's say I want a ski rack, or if I want a hitch put on the car, or that's where hey, here's the old line. Look at that's where they get you. No, no. Again, you know that's. Uh, <sighs> I mean, if you get like four thousand dollars worth of accessories, you know, you're gonna make, you know, you're gonna make a little money. But you know, if you're just gonna get a spoiler, you know, the roof rack. But and again, but it's great. A roof rack's like eight hundred dollars. You know, a tow package is a thousand, but it's over a thousand. But they put that trans cooler on. You know, they put a. You know, it's guaranteed. The, the nice thing about any Honda accessory is it's guaranteed as long as the car is. So that's a nice feature. Um, I mean, you could go to U-Haul for a hitch, but People like Honda factory stuff, you know, especially yeah, yeah. the accessories. It's going to look better too. It's going to fit nicer. Yeah. And, and we're on the ball. Like, you know, you can get those WeatherTech mats, but Honda makes these high wall rubber mats and WeatherTech, they're probably twice as much money. And you only get the front two for the same amount of money that you get all four of the Honda mats for the cargo tray. I mean, but no, I mean, what do you make it? You know, a cargo tray is 200 bucks. What are you making on that? 20 bucks. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, it's like all, all car guys have a mask and a gun, Joe. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, right after, right after the ambulance chaser lawyers, you know, like, come on, you know. 
All right. I'm selling, a, we're selling a, re, a reputable product, Joe. We're, we're done, sales professionals. I know, but not all of you guys are. You are. All right. I use the unscrupulous. Yeah, there's some, you know, the the shady guys with the plaid leisure suits and the, you know, the <laughs> little flags. And, yeah, those are the little, you know. All right, how, how about this? I do this when I buy used cars and I have purchased cars, not just all from you, but from others. And they give me a look like, I can't believe you're suggesting that. And I think it's a good idea. Here's the deal. What do you think about this? Or would you roll your eyes if I asked you this? All right. I'm, I'm interested in a car you're selling. Okay. It has less than say five, 10, 15,000 miles on it, but it was traded in and now I want it. I will then ask you, the sales guy, could I have the previous owner's information so that I can contact them and ask them about the car that they traded in? And I know your answer is you can't give that out, correct? Correct. But you can ask, and I've done that before. And then you could ask the previous owner for the information that the new owner wants, and then we can talk if you give me permission. You know, in the you old, in the, like that. I in, think it's in, a good the, in the old. See, in the old days, a lot of you know, things were a lot looser. You know, a lot. You know, we're we're in a, we're in strange times right now. We're like politically correct laws. You know, nobody wants to be. You know, oh, I don't want to be contact. You know, like they don't like. You know, like I'll be. I'll call you Joe after the sale. Like, thank you for the car. How's the car? What are you calling me for? Like, like. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to thank you again. You know, like. So you're saying that it's uh, that people are extra sensitive. I see you're busy. You're looking at something. You got a lot going on. You're crunching. Oh, my. Yeah, it's just the wild and wacky uh, world of sales. But all right, we'll yeah. be done with this soon. I'm, I, but okay. so, but, so, but you could do that if you know the previous owner and you can call them and say, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. Do you mind? He's probably going to say no, but you can't do that. I don't think we can legally can anymore. I don't think we can. Now, you know, it's a good idea, though. Maybe. Maybe if I know the guy, you know, it's a great, it's a great idea. You know, sometimes we, they used to have pride. Like the guy would have like a stack of the, you know, like here's every oil change I ever did. Yeah. And he wants to share that pride. You know, I got the, you know, I got the Michelin pilot, you know, tires on, you know, here. You're saying that's done. People don't have pride in that. I mean, it's bad. You could, you know, and again, we clean out a car. Sometimes you, you know, there might be something under, yeah, this, no, this is how I'm going to flip it. This has happened where, you know, the recon guy, you know, may, we missed something. Okay. And they left a, a piece of paper, maybe in the owner's manual with the guys, you know, he went to like coast, you know, coast has every bit of information on, you know, Joe Sineker or whatever up in the. I see what mean. So if I got tires at coast, then my phone number's on the sales slip. I stick that in the glove compartment and I leave yeah. that there. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, by accident, and somebody yeah, like, you know, we get a guy looking at the car, you know, sometimes you got to watch too. Sometimes we show a car that wasn't like uh, serviced yet or cleaned yeah. yet. And they'll go rooting in there and they'll find, ah, you know, and they, and, and they call, they'll call like, hey, Joe Snedeker, this is, uh, this is John, uh, John Dokes from, uh, you know, Goolsboro. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking at this car of yours and like, you know, how'd you get my number? You know, first yeah, of all, and like, and, and, and that happened to me once. And it was a, a lady that had it. She was like an older lady widow and yeah. she was like all freaked out. Like, how did they get my number? How dare, you know, like. She, I don't know. She was, you know, I think her head was going to explode, but you know, it was, it was really truly accidental. So that's really a gray area. And I don't have, I would okay. say no, I would say no. Yeah. I mean, it's a good idea if you can get it, but it's going to be tough to get. I get that. I, get I don't that. want somebody calling me about my old car. You know, it's like, yeah, it was a, Hey, it was a great car thing. You know, like, yeah. 
Hey, was it now, in an accident? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, I feel like uh, you are in uh, the golden years of your job because, you know, I mean, you guys like you and I were nearing retirement in the next five, 10 years, maybe. But here's my question. Yes. Do you think, I mean, the future is definitely different. When I talk to people now, late teens, 20s, even my kids, yeah. they want to buy everything through like a Carvana. They don't even want to talk to salespeople. They just want to click on the on the computer and have a, a, a truck show up and drop off their car. I mean, do you well, see that less communication and more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that with even like people we hire. I mean, it's, uh, you know, anybody below 30, you know, I hate to like, you know, blanket it, but anybody below 30, you know, you got to like, it's like an old car. You got to warm them up there. They're kind of like quiet. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, where's the zeal? Where's the enthusiasm? I see that too. I don't know. It's like, I don't know if they're like sedated or, you know, <laughs> they're on, you know, it's the medication. I, I don't know what it is, but, but I know exactly what you're saying. And, and, you know, I, I look at, we all buy stuff on Amazon. Okay. Right. And, and, and it, being a, a man of large stature, you know, I can't just walk into like, you know, Kohl's and, you know, get a pair of pants, you know, I got to like, shop around i get it but a car is not like a pair of pants okay you can't okay ll bean here we go yeah give me the the the, the chinos the classic chinos and you know 38 40 you know 34 whatever and they come oh yeah and they're and they're the ones you got you got to drive the car you got to sit in the car you sit on you know some of these cars you sit on the seats like sitting on a, a you know a rock you know right the way, you the can car, always... the way the car handles the way the car rides you know, and especially, well, Carvana, first of all, I'm not sure where they get their used cars from. I'm like, I think some of it is fleet. And from what I've talked to people that actually have gotten their cars from there, uh, and they do give you, I think they give you, like, we give yeah, you on a regular car, a three-month or 3,000-mile warranty we give you on the powertrain, on the engine transfer. Carvana gives you, I think it's four months or 4,189, it's something crazy, like 4,189 miles. They give you like a powertrain also. So they do give you a little bit of a warranty. But if you get the car and you say you don't like it, you can send it back. That They offer, they have a seven-day guarantee. But they don't tell you, you lose some of the fees. They already ran your credit. You already put it on your insurance. You know, you're going to get the hit on your credit. You don't like the car. Let's say you're going through the midlife crisis and you want a you know, Mustang GT convertible. So you get it. And it doesn't look anything like the picture. You know, just kind of like, you know, online dating. You know, it looks nothing like that. That was their, that was their senior picture, right? You know, so you know, it was just the the, the stock photo of the car when it was new. You get the car, and it's yeah, but like, Carvana has a reputable, I think. Um, they do, but they're getting in trouble. I know they can't. They can't sell in Florida. There's one or two states that are even they can't sell in. Are they doing they're, good they're not, or no? They're they're not they're not no. It's not a it's a great idea. I don't know about the vending machine. It's kind of I like. I think it's cool. You know, the vending machine, but. The problem is if you don't like the car, you got to you can send it back. There's a couple of problems. You send it back, but there's something there's a restocking fee. Oh, I see. It's like fifteen hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. So, but guy, okay, is this to, is this? And then the also, future. where do you get that car? You know, the other thing too is where do you get that car fixed, Joe? You call car because hey, you car, yeah car. you have no relationship with anyone, right? right. They mean, have some. They have some authorized service centers. Okay, so they said, but you don't have a relationship. You know, that's, uh, I don't know, not a question. It's maybe a question on your list. Uh, you know, buy, buy local. You know, I was watching one of the new, don't judge me. I think it was Fox or CNN. I, I watched both sides. I'm not, you know, I want to get all my news in and take what I 
little bits from here and there, but I was watching one of the news channels and uh, they had a car expert that tells you about the buying thing, you know, like all the, the tricks of the trade. And when he's saying, oh, drive, drive to like, you know, drive to a big city, drive to get a deal. Well, that's great. But what happens if you have any issue with the car? You know, at least if you got it at your local place and you know the local people, you know, you have a contact. You have somebody, you're just some stranger. Hey, this is Joe Seneker up in, uh, you know, uh, Northeastern PA and you got the car in Philly. Yeah, I'm having a problem. Uh, it's making a, my fan motor's making a ticking noise or my air And you hear some chuckling in the background, right? Yeah. I know. That's- and they're going to be like, you know, oh yeah, bring it down. But, you know, I hate to say, they're going to put, I don't want to say you're going to be in the back burner, but they're going to take care. You know, it's a thing buying local. We're going to take care oh, of totally our get customers. your point. But I wonder if we're dinosaurs, if this is like 1905 and we're tanning leather and here comes Henry Ford and we're still uh, riding the saddle. I wonder if the future, if we look back when we're dead or just, uh, you know, in 10, 15 years, it's all uh, people buying online. I don't I know. I'm waiting for the flying cars, Joe. I want a flying <laughs> car. <laughs> you know, where's the Jetsons? You know, I want a flying car. I, I don't have all the answers, like. But do you yeah, see it's, that? It's, do you see that always, trend? Do you feel like a lot of people don't want to touch and feel anymore, even with you? They just saw it on your website and they're going to buy it. I don't know. Yes, and no, I still got people coming in asking for brochures, taking like, oh, Okay, and, and everything. Well, I'm sorry, at least online. They hate that. You know, it's that's why. No, people people come down there, and that's one thing I'm glad about with Honda with the shortage, and I hope they do with every model. They sent us a brand new the 23, the redesigned HRV, which is. Phenomenal little car. They did a great job with it. They, did. they gave us a model that we can't sell. It's there just as a demo for people to drive. And people still come. They want to touch the car. What color is that? It's the Nordic Forest. Like, they want to see the color live, not a swatch, whether it's on the internet, whether it's oh, on, good, a, good, on good. a So, and again, and you like to sit in the car. These seats are comfortable. Do I have to look? Can I fit in the car? You know, let's, you know, can, can you, you know, uh, oh, this is great. You know, okay. And the, how it rides. So the I moral think, of the story is we, this is one industry. We, we want to stay touchy feely. To Oh, definitely to an extent. What I think, and again, now I may be wrong. This is just a prediction. I think we're going to be like a Raymore and Flanagan. I think we're going to be a showroom. I think going to, yeah, there's going to be kiosks and stuff like that, but they're going to come down and I get my sales role is going to change before I retire a little bit. Like I'm going to show you the car. And that's the big thing, especially with anybody because all the, all the technology in the car is now the collision mitigation, the emergency braking, the lane keeping assist, the blind spot monitoring, all this stuff. I, there was a point I didn't go for the demo rights. I just stopped, right? Yeah. For, because I was afraid. You know, I could tell you the stories about that. I had some little old lady driving one day. And, you know, Scranton, Scranton is like, I, here. I forgot demo rides. Scranton, Scranton, Scranton is random. Okay. Like there's no stop sign there and we have a stop sign or they don't have a stop sign. Neither do we. And it's roulette or the, some kid took it off. Right. And there's no, so I'm going with her and she's like, you know, just going, you know, we're Take chatting. Her test ride. He blows through the stop sign. The car is <laughs> screeching, locked up the brakes coming at me. Like, you know, I'm in a death seat, you know, it's coming right at me. And I'm like in the crash position. And she's driving like this. <laughs> she says, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, I have to go home and change my pants." You know, you know, I, I soiled myself. You know, like it's it's that. Well, this brings up another question. I forgot. I so, if I were to take a test drive, do you always have to go, or could you just say, "Here, take the keys and go"? Here, take the keys and go. I need your driver's license. Make sure you you do have a license, don't you? You know. Yeah. Like, okay. So, but I've been going more again because of all the technology. <laughs> 
Well, COVID, we didn't go at all. First of all, there were no demorides for COVID. And then yeah. we started doing it again, but I didn't go with you because of COVID. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm back to like hugging uh, people and kissing babies, but but I got COVID. That's a whole other story. But uh, All right. You know, well, this is interesting. I love it. But but I go to show them the technology. And right. what I do is- Yeah, you can't I just, get, I drive you can't just it. absorb that. Like you could uh, 25, 30 years ago, here's the heating button. Here's the right. rear view mirror adjust. This right. is- yeah, yeah. Here's, the, you know, the gas and the brake are the same, you know. Oh, so they, they have a problem with the push button start, you know, like, but I go over the car, I drive the car and I show them, the lane keeping assist. I'll show them the emergency brake. I do the adaptive cruise control. I'll drive one way. I'll get out. We do the Chinese fire. We do the fire drill. We do the fire drill and <laughs> they'll drive back. You can't say that anymore. Anyway, uh, they'll drive back and they loved it because I showed them features they didn't even know existed. You know? Yeah. No, that makes total sense. Or they don't know how to use. Or, you know, I said, well, there's Honda tutorials. You can do YouTube. But I try to go over as much as I can. And if not on the demo ride, when I'm delivering the car, you have, there's a lot more now. They got but, I, but there's a lot of guys like me out there. I want to learn on my own. I hate when someone shows me everything. I want to learn sure. it. I just want to buy it and I'll take care of everything else later. We do on. that. We do that. To, hey, do you want me to pair your phone? No, that's okay. I got no, it. No, I, I, I go, I go, your kids can do it, you know, in like five seconds anyway. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I throw them the keys. Yeah. Yeah. We still do that. All so right. I, so now the ultimate future, though, we have to talk about electric cars. What's happening, baby? What do you predict? The death of combustion in 15, 20 years? They don't have. No, possibly. Possibly. They don't have the interfracture. They don't have. OK, I buy a new electric car. Honda's coming out the prologue, I think, next year. 24. Then 24, it's coming out. Honda electric car. But you get a Tesla today. OK, and I want to drive to uh, Detroit or I want to drive to Florida. You really have to plan your trip because there's not charging stations everywhere. That's the problem. I know. The and that's that's huge. And also, people think that you're just plugging it in and it's green, clean energy. There's still a coal plant belching out smoke. There's still a nuke plant out. You know, they're not all like windmills. People don't get that. Car. I totally, I know. You know and, and that battery, you know, the. the, the let's the, get like, that number up. Everyone's stuck on 250. I want 500, 600 miles. We got to get past 250, right? For the yeah, miles. It's got to be the same as a gas. Everything has, it's got to be the same, you know, but. You know what gets me too, and then we'll end this. Um, people who do have electric cars, you know, like you said, if I wanted to go to Detroit or Philly or DC, my wife complains if I have to stop for gas and run for a Coke and it takes three minutes, I'm not going to be prepared to wait an hour just leaving my car and sitting there. Like, you know what sure, I mean? Fast charge. Time is money. Fast charge is even 20 minutes. I'm not going to sit around and wait like that. What I, what I kind of predict another thing with the electric car is maybe we'll all have one electric car and still one gas car. The electric car would be you going to work. Ooh, good, good. You're going to the store, but for the trips, for the haul, you'll have a truck, you'll have a van, you know, uh, maybe it's going to something like that because at least, you know, because there's still two car families, there's still multi-car families. Okay. But at least if you have one of them are electric, it's not going to be as much. It's going to be a gradual thing. They can't, you know, th- look, at they didn't shoot every horse <laughs> when the horse's carriage came out. You know, you still had horses and, and wagons and, you know, like that, that you know, I mean, you know, then, the, 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 you know, please, you saw the Waltons. I think they still had the, you know, you watch that. They still had horses and stuff. You know, I think what the Ike Goslett, you know, he was the, or the Baldwin sisters that made the rest of I think they're the only two that had cars, you know. So well, I, I think. think- they're not going to just, just don't park your Miata right now and get a Tesla, you know, like, no, no it's, it's going to be a transition. I got you, brother. Well, I think, uh, you know, this was productive for our listeners. And I think they learned a lot from you. Uh, and I want you to share honestly now, and we'll end this, uh, 
am I in the top 10 uh, clients of all time for you? Oh, yes. Top five. Yes. Top, top four. Top three. Number one. Wait, wait. I'll get a... Look at he's you're only giving me half your attention. Forget about that. You're making deals while we're on the that phone. was your wife. She was texting me. She just said to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> said to bring home some milk. Um was I your typical guy? I would come in and I'd have some I wasn't your my typical no no, you're not a typical guy, but you're no, you're you're one of my favorite customers. Yes, of course you are. Um are you one of the top ones? Yeah. I, I, would, definitely, <laughs> no. I would put you I would put you in the top. I'm not fishing for compliments. I'm, I want to no, know. I'll tell you, okay, we had Paul. We had Paul Servino that he just passed away. He was one of our customers. He was a top customer. I'm uh, just saying you sell thousands of cars a year. You deal with all types of people. What's the average person buying a car? Do they do more research than me? Less? Do, are they more serious? To I mean, what what, what what do you deal with? You're like, in your job, you're like a psychiatrist. You're like a it's mechanic. All over, it's all walks of life, all different, you know, ages, nationalities, all different uh, incomes. Yeah, and but, you're giving financial advice. You're giving, uh, you know, automotive advice. You're giving mental advice. You do it all in your position. I mean, it's, you know, families. It's, you know, it's nice generations, you know, but like, you know, taking care of, I, I've, t- I've taken care of you and then your kids or, you know, I know Randy's talking to me now, uh, your brother about, you know, he's uh, up to something, yep, yep. Uh, you know? Yeah. So there's always, you know, your mom, you know, or, you know, all these people. So it's nice. It's generate, you know, being there that long as generations, but um, yes, you're one of the top five. Are you typical? You know, I mean, uh, all kidding aside, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're in that average, you know, where you do, you know, you do your research, you know, the product, you like the product, you're a repeat customer, you're, you're brand loyalty. I come yeah. in with my bank rates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, but again, yeah. But how do you know, how do usually, we always have some specials going on. We always have something going on. It's just, you got to be patient with the cars because the supply chain, it's uh, the, to get a truck driver, to get it, you know, shipped, uh, to get the the parts for it. It's, it's, it's a real big challenge. And I don't see it getting better for at least another year or two. Okay. You know? Well, sell yourself here. We only have 10 seconds left. What do we need to uh, find you and buy a car? Go it. Go, go, go get him, big guy. Find me at mattbernihonda.com. Uh, you can reach out to me uh, there. You can find me on Facebook, Guy Palmer. Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm the only guy there. You're a great guy. That's what you are. I like your uh, sense of humor, your knowledge. You're a good guy to deal with. And uh, and you as well, Joe. You're, you're, you're always you're a joy to deal with. Plus, you're a good-looking guy. You know, I, I hold up well. <laughs> I, I, I take my vitamins and, you know, like I moisturize. And, you know, a, and you too, Joe. Yeah, well, I moisturize too. That's the key. And sunscreen, man, sunscreen. Oh, you need a lot of a bike ride. I, I had some questions, but we're going to. No, that's another gonna, podcast. But I will end with this. You should let yourself go gray because I know you're dying your hair. You must be. You oh, can't. this is a wig, Joe. What are you talking that's about? Not, okay, is, you took the next. I, I'm not just a, I'm not just a president. I'm a client uh, for the hair club for men. But, uh. All right, Brian Palmer, Matt Bernie, Honda. Great talking with you. If you have any other questions, you can email this guy. And uh, he's on the Matt Bernie website. Love it. Take care. Always a pleasure, John. Rock on, brother. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. About.